0: You people in the chat room, it doesn't do us any good to have 100 chatters if you're not going to make contributions on the last day of the month. We can take them. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside.
1: No! But give me Park Avenue The chores The stores Fresh air Times Square You are my wife Goodbye city life Green Acres We are there Bum bum
0: Alright let's go to the dude maker Hotline Uh, Brian K Brian Coke is out Again he was out last week uh, Vacation still traveling today so, Master Farmer Dan Mundy, the farmer as he's known, is on the Dude Maker our sky hotline here with us for our Free Farm Friday. If you got any questions or something you'd like to talk about, I believe that we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming Polyface Farms uh, conference. Uh, what's it called? The Bo- The Rogue Food Conference. And uh, whatever else comes up here today. Yes, Mr. Mitter Monday. How are you?
1: sure. how are you? I'm sorry you're so wound up today. I hope you get to the pub early. Sound like you could use it. How do
0: you know I haven't already been?
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> well, well I say it's a family show. I want to make sure I help preserve your image, sir.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, Cesare probably started at 7 this morning. Why can't I?
1: Well, Cesare is... Semi retired. I mean I know I love his normal. So wait,
0: wait, man. wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me the poll is sim- he's retired?
1: Well, pretty much. I mean, he's—you know—they've been taking it easy, being at home, him and his wife, and they've been nurturing their homestead, and that's why it looks so wonderful. I wish I had as much time as he has <laughs> uh, to to take care of mine. But uh, Mister
0: Mundy, please, you're letting cat out of the bag.
1: But don't tell uh, no one. <laughs> oh, that's alright. He's doing a wonderful job. Next Tuesday, we are having a dinner with Sir Charles Coulomb at a local Mm. restaurant. uh, Sir Charles. Yes, I saw that. Uh, There's still some spots if you want to make it up. I can, you know, put you up for the evening. Yeah, you'd have to. (laughs) Now,
0: where is it being
1: held? Uh, It's actually being held in Clinton, New Jersey, or Annandale. I remember uh, back in the beginnings of the crusader cocktail i sent you a recipe from a juniper hill restaurant i do remember that's, that's the restaurant we are going to i know i know the owner i sell him for uh, livestock now and again actually i gotta get set up for him i got a bunch of chickens coming he's going to be putting monday farms chicken on the menu again <laughs> and uh we, we made a we made a made a little deal with him and uh, we're gonna i think the poll told me i think we're, we're hoping to get 30 i think we're up 28 so we're we're darn near at the number Maybe we will exceed it. So,
0: okay. well, how would they get? How would someone in uh, upstate or central New Jersey get a, get in touch with you to get a ticket?
1: Well, they can uh, certainly go to my email, uh, which would be uh, theoldfarmer at protonmail dot com, and uh, I will certainly get them in touch with Cesare. Or I'll take care of it. And we'll get them on the on the list. Uh, okay. So prefix, prefix menu cash bar. I'm sure we'll all uh, be trading, trading drinks a little bit for the evening.
0: Okay, so. so send me an email. I am KingDude at ProtonMail.com, and I'll forward it to them because no one's going to remember that. Uh, hell, they can't <laughs> even remember to make a $5 donation in the chat room. How the hell are they
1: going to remember well, an, e- an email well, address? They can, they can go to the list and look. I'm on there. I don't think there's too many people like the old farmer. <laughs> but anyway, that's
0: right. that, 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 uh, since it. I'm feeling old these days. By the way, uh, uh, the poll, your uh, me, uh, said it, it's, you tell Monday tis a lie. I'm not retired.
1: <laughs> all right, let's 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 say that he has a uh, a little more free time than some of us to, to uh, pursue things we all should be pursuing. How about that? Yeah,
0: because I don't have the only free time I have is Saturday. I'm like freaking Elton John. Saturday, oh, I- Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> the I time know, I have I'm is gonna- Saturday.
1: I'm going to spend half my Saturday running around Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, looking for a new Ram because I need one and it's time. So I think I, I think I'll have one by the end of Saturday.
0: You know, one of these days, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll pull a uh, Steve Skojak and sell the Crusade Channel to Crisis Magazine.
1: <laughs> well, then we can. That, 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 that you need then You can go out to Western Louisiana. You can get your homestead set up. And I can tell you, I mean, I know part of your therapy is speaking to that microphone. Get yourself a bunch of animals. I know people think that you'll be crazy, like they think I'm crazy. But you talk to the animals; they're they're very responsive, and they're they're usually a better conversationalist than most other people I speak with. But that's uh. so. All right.
0: So what? uh, Last week you called from this this uh, conference that you're at, or festival rather. Uh, What what did you go? Rodale Institute. Rodale Institute. What did you learn?
1: Ah. some things I—you would have been happy with a few of them. I mean, I, I I'm happy with all of them, I think. But I'm trying to put a little PowerPoint together to show people what we saw. Uh, some of the major highlights. Uh, you know, I particularly went to want to go to the pastured pig operation because pasturing pigs is a little more difficult than pasturing. I now, mean, pig is not a ruminant, so you need to make sure that you have a proper amount of protein. You usually have to do supplemental grains if you're just out in the pasture in order for them to grow properly because they have more of a digestive system like us. They're omnivores and they they do need. They do need other forms of protein, so we were particularly interested in that. And uh, it's a very nice operation I had there. And they were actually raising heritage, number of heritage breeds that were specifically tailored. They believed during their testing. They've only been doing it for six years, but they believed were more suited to that type of um, uh, feeding process. Which you know a lot of the commercial things we we talked about that they mutated our commercial uh, supply to the point where. Uh, the point is not necessarily a good animal. It's a it's an animal that ra- gets raised fast and, and can be transported. same thing with vegetables. Um, you would have liked you might have liked the hemp. My wife liked the hemp. <laughs> she liked the but what? The hemp remember we were when he, when I called you we were we oh, the hemp. Yes yes the, yes, hemp yes
0: yes the hemp Yes the real well, she, attraction
1: they, yeah well no I and mean, that, that was actually interesting because they had what they were doing there was trialing of hemp, I I talked to them about it, they have to be permitted in the state of Pennsylvania It's a low uh, TCP um, varieties that they're growing. And what they were trying to do in their trialing was, they they do a lot of rotational studies. So they were trying to see what kind of uh, effects rotational uh, plantings were, including the hemp in the mix. And then there was another gentleman there showing all the different things that hemp can be used for. A lot of insulation. They're actually making flooring and a bunch of other products. They're actually mixing it with concrete, make, making lightweight blocks. Not quite sure what they're using it for. I didn't get enough time to speak with him on it. Uh, what you might have liked, they had the high tunnel uh, project, which is basically a big unhe- unheated greenhouse, and it was all tomatoes. You, had, you know, stringing tomatoes up 10, 12 feet high, all from cuttings. Wow. All from that what? All from, cu- all from cuttings. They're raising them in, you know, they're raising them in, in, in inside, and then they're taking the cuttings. So all the, other, of the this thing was about fifty feet long. So the few hundred tomatoes that were up, you know, in this row, like uh, twenty-five feet wide, maybe forty feet long. Uh, all the plants were raised from cuttings, and they were showing how they tie them, r- ratchet them up, and basically, I mean, so they're ten, 10, 12 feet high, cutting the suckers off and getting the tomatoes primarily for early and late markets, and then. During uh, during the, the mid season more for premium because they have the ability to re- make really nice clean fruit without a lot of blemishes and, and things. So you would have probably liked that demonstration. That was pretty good. But I learned a couple of things. For instance, next to that they had a plot of tomatoes. So I started talking to a guy. So what are you doing over here? And he was reviewing uh, what he was trying to do there with some till. You know they they'll do the till, no till, and and a more regenerative approach to uh, well. Uh, Various studies is doing and various plots, and they put them against each other and see what their various yields are and issues they have with disease and insect control and such things. And he was saying how he started the plot out by covering it with plastic to warm it up and to basically kill everything to start. And some guy was there and he said, them, uh, "Who I was trying to do get get certified to be regenerative?" Instead of an inspector came and they told you, "You told me you put plastic on it to start." That you couldn't call it regenerative. And he said, Well, we're not growing with plastic or plastic mulch. That was just to start the bed off. Is it plastic touched the ground? So, again, we, we talked about how this, these definitions and getting the government involved and the stuff is a bad thing. There's an example of it. Uh, then I'll give you another example of it. We went to the composting. You would have would loved the composting, too. And they do make organic compost there so that, can, so that it can be put on organic beds. You have to have organic compost on your organic Right, bed. right. And where, and where they get it from, you know, leaves from the municipalities and, and different trash and, and even animals from their projects there. They all go down there and, they you know, they have certain ratios. And They do wind row, so that, you know, long rows and fields. You know, I have a machine. I'm, I got a lot of pictures of it. You know, it comes through and turns it over, and he goes, he smiles. He said he's actually the director of the – of the institute right now, and they're doing like four or five sites. He's managing, but he came in doing the compost. says, I won't let it go. It's too much fun. And he was saying, in order to be able to call it organic, he said, for instance, you have to turn it five times in fifteen days. They don't tell you is that is that you go out there one day and turn it five times? Are you done, or do you have to do it once every three? They don't tell you that. And then it has to reach an internal temperature of 160 degrees for I forget how many hour, how many days. He said they don't tell you where to take it in a, in a pile, how many points, just if yeah, that's what it has to do. So I guess that's a two-edged sword. Do you want them to make it too specific, or do you want them just to shut up and not be involved in it? But uh, <laughs> so there the, yeah, the, were a lot of good things. I didn't I didn't get to see the apples. on I mean, We saw the orchard. We walked through them. But unfortunately, the station was unmanned. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Unwomaned. Unwomaned. <laughs> woman. The <laughs> uh, you know, couple times we went over there. There they, they, they was nobody there, so we were un- unable to. But like I said, they have uh, forty different varieties about a fifteen acre plot, uh, all of the Macintosh variety. But I unfortunately I didn't get to get a lot of information out of that. So anyway, um, it, you know, it's a good order. They're, they're very good at helping people, like like you know, like you guys who want to try to do a smaller operations for your own self-sufficiency and some, maybe some local growth. Well, well look,
0: I no. want to go back to your, uh, can yeah. I jump in here for a minute? Sure. As first an Because I'm an amateur. I want to go back to your tomatoes from clippings or from trimmings. Yep. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, now I've been trying this, i have to look at my diary, but I'm pretty sure I've been trying this for partner four weeks now, maybe five. And uh, uh, here's what I have learned and what Brian Koch did not tell me. Maybe he did or I didn't hear it. If you're going to start from a clipping, it needs to be a decent-sized one. To take a little little imp of a branch off of an healthy tomato, tomato branch and to try to clip it. Look, I've tried like a dozen of them. They all die. And it doesn't matter where, what part of the pot I put them in. It doesn't matter if they're in the shade, if they're in the sun, constant weights It doesn't matter. They die. But a bigger one, a fatter one, well, this is a Roma tomato, so maybe other tomatoes are strange or different. I'm doing Romas. If you take a bigger one, a fatter one, and do the same thing. Its chances of surviving are pretty decent. So I have one that looks like he is the breakout stellar star. <laughs> it looks like there must be a nice little root system there. Uh, there's hardly any dead uh, leaves anywhere on them. I got another one. and I just go and I just take them. Uh, if they don't, they don't, they're, 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 they've taken after three or four days or they start to look weak. I just yank them. And I go pull another one because I still have some life on my tomato vines. So, uh, again, experimentation and experience. Uh, So now I'm going for the bigger ones uh, and then, you know, pushing them all the way to the bottom of a six-inch cup. Experimenting it. I got them in uh, uh, the—they get constant water in uh, the the little Coke watering ring there, a little rubber thing there. And there's holes in the bottom of the containers so that they're constantly uh, able to get water. Um, So I think I'll have a couple that I can go into the ground with. Um, and I'll tell you something else. <clears throat> Even though we didn't turn our compost the way that we should, it still made a nice, stinky, slimy. Uh, Complete. There was no, sh- <laughs> there no evidence of eggs or anything that was in that that compost. I put it in the bed after I pulled all the weeds up, and uh, covered it with some more fertilizer, and then covered it with pine uh, with pine uh, pine bark. And I showed Brian on a FaceTime call last Saturday, where he was on vacation. And I showed him. Uh, We had six cucumber plants that we had in the spring. They all died. They produced nothing. I thought they were all gone, and I thought I had pulled them up. Um, I now have no weeds growing up to the pine uh, pine mulch, but four cucumber plants. I saw them coming up. I go, that's a cuke. I know what a cuke looks like. A baby one looks like. So the compost bed is regenerated. Four cucumber plants that I didn't—I couldn't even see, Dan.
1: That's that. Yeah, I want there were seeds that were able to be preserved down there because he didn't have a frost or a winter. You know, they're in a, in a state. Cause he must had something there to, to, to generate them. I mean, it's, it certainly is an immaculate conception for cucumbers. And no. there <laughs> had to be something there. An immaculate conception uh. for cucumber. <laughs> No, I'm sure it's, it's, I didn't it's pull them up. But the seed, yeah, it's, unusual, it's unusual. The seed would last that long without rotting. I mean, I'd be uh, even, especially with the amount of rain you guys have had down there. It's very, it's, it's wonderful. It's very surprising
0: though. Mm. Yeah, no, but they're there, bigger than poop. I can tell you. And I showed it to Brian. And he goes, "That's a kook," and I said, "Well, I can tell you what I sure as hell didn't plant one." And he goes, <laughs> "We're not, we're not going to worry about how it happened. Uh, I'm just going to say that." The cukes died. I didn't pull them up, so I'm assuming that the roots were still there, and Perhaps.
1: yeah, <clears throat> enough, to, enough, to, enough to regenerate. Well, it, uh, it's you another another very interesting uh, presentation they had there. where They took us to the fields where they're and there's a report on the Rodell website on where they've been doing basically 40 years. So again, they're they're also looking at larger, you know, the ability to prove that this system works better in larger enterprises, not you know, not just your backyard person doing doing their thing. So they got a 40-year study where they're doing conventional uh, till, no-till, and regenerative on grain crops and the rotation. They have four- and eight-year rotations, and now they've got about 40 years of data to show. And and they actually were showing us the grass. And so you can see where we took what had been for decades a traditional moldboard turnover-the-soil type of a tillage and planting uh, and spraying in a monoculture-type situation. And they're still doing monoculture, but, but it took about three, four, and five years, if you look at things, for the yields to stabilize on the less conventional methods and suddenly go up and either uh, match or exceed the conventional methods as far as yield. So it took a while for the soil to come back, which was not surprising, but you know, they can actually demonstrate that, and they've got a lot of great data. They're, they're going you know, field corn, soybeans. Uh, you know, um, uh, grain crops, wheat and, ro- wheat and oats. So you know, again, that you can show that you know, for uh, larger operations, or you know, where I where I think I would like to be, you know, where you can not only do your for yourself, but you can have a moderate sized operation and a better and a better uh, system than what we where the conventional guys do. Right. And the data's there; they they can prove the thing. I say, here it is; we can do it. We oh, can do it. Oh, I'm sure. You,
0: I, I have no doubt that you can. And, and again, my beds in my uh, backyard, uh, my raised beds, uh, they've been tilled for like 11 years, 11 or 12 years. Uh, every year, breaking it up with either a whole couple years with a tiller and throwing out all the weeds and just destroying it. So this was the first year of uh, regenerative farming. And again, we had some decent, uh, uh, some success with, with peppers and tomatoes. Um, but look. I also learned, and I didn't know this before, that we can have a fall crop. So I'm planting, I'm growing and prepping and planning for the fall.
1: So um, you guys got the season to do it. I'm a little bit more limited. You certainly got the season where you're going to get that second crop of squash and cucumbers and 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 string beans that I'm going to start losing as soon as it gets cold. And I've got to re, you know rely on the cabbage and the broccoli and the cauliflower. Uh, which are which are good and fine, but you know, I that, those tend to be my fall plantings. I don't go out and plant a bunch of tomatoes in September because there's no point. So,
0: but I but uh, uh, I'll take another crack at uh, tomatoes. Uh, the, those uh, those splits that we made um, will probably go next weekend. Will be the planting. Um, I'm going to try the 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 corn bed again. It's gotten some serious uh, regenerative work this season. And with uh, including uh, some of the sorghum that Brian sent me, his seeds grew, and I did what he told me to do. I whacked it down, cut it up into little pieces. I put it right back in the corn bed, and I put the the all the dead corn, the eleven, the twelve stalks that died because of the rain. I just I just you know, you'll cut them off at the root there. And then just uh, took a you know put them in the bed, took a hoe and and, and, and uh, whacked them into smaller pieces. They're already decomposed now. I, I can I mean I can see that they're there, but they've already become part of the bed. Um, and I'm just going to put corn right back down into the ground this weekend, and we'll see what happens mid or Monday.
1: Yeah, I mean if you I mean if you've got the microbial action set up there, it's going to go very quickly. And and now, again, I, I encourage people to go to the Rodale site where they they have their uh, a, a roto machine. It's basically a, a water-filled cylinder with a bunch of veins on it. They put it in the front of the tractor, so they'll put their their cover crop uh, and, and let when, after after it's reached the, the level where they're going to plant in one operation. They'll basically be crimping it, cutting it, and laying it down like a mat, and then behind them pulling a no-till planter. So in one operation, again, this is all the efficiency of energy as well. I mean, how many times you have to run over the ground Right. and they're able, they're able to basically cover the ground and plant it in one operation. It's probably got a lot of pictures of that equipment too. It's pretty neat. If you go on the site, you can actually see a video of an operation. So, you know, good stuff. I'm, I'm sorry. We couldn't get a few other people there. Maybe next year if they allow us to have, cause they didn't like everything. They didn't have one last year. It was virtual. So nobody got to go on site, but fortunately I didn't even see, I think I saw one or two masked people. So, <laughs> The type of people that were there are not fearful people.
0: Fearful well, people.
1: A, a lot of tattoos, I will say that. But <laughs> <they're> not, <laughs> well, I want people go ahead. No, I, I'm really disappointed. I, I won't be able to make the one down at uh, Polyface this year. That's what I was going to talk uh, about. Let's talk about the yeah.
0: 2021 Polyface uh, Rogue Food Conference. This is Friday, August the 13th. Saturday, August the 14th at Polyface Farms in Swoop, Virginia. So if you're in the area, you can make plans now. Uh, our second two-day RFC, uh, that's Rogue Food Conference, will kick off with free tour of Polyface on Friday. This is a wagon or a walking tour, so if you want a seat, show up by 1230, they say. The Polyface Farms Tour and more will be available all day as well, so you can grab great local food. And then Saturday, they've got speakers lined up during the day, afternoon speakers, and and, then evening festivities, it looks like. So the second uh, uh, Rogue Food Conference for this year is going to happen at roguefoodconference.com. And if you don't know who uh, uh, Polyface Farms is, that's Joel Salatin's outfit, and sallenton has been a very loud and successful voice in regenerative farming and heirloom and and regenerative livestocking too.
1: Yeah, he 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 pioneered the the concept of the, what they call it some people call it the chicken tractor or certainly doing say doing the the any of the other fowl or doing the pigs on rotational grazing and pasture. I mean, it, he he I think I mentioned one time that I remember reading one of his books and he was in some, speaking at some conference and, and he got into a little tit for tat with some people. And then they said, well, what do you think we should do? And he said, I, he said, I hesitated. And I said, he said, abolish the Department of Agriculture. Boom! <laughs> so, kind of like when you were at the, uh, the uh, at the, what, what, which group was it that, uh. You told them that uh, how, how's how, how's this voting for Republicans doing for for abortion thing for you? <laughs> like, you're, oh,
0: you're the uh, the Michigan Monroe County right to uh, right, right, right <laughs> to life group. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I, I well, what do you think we should of, do, yeah. Midder Church? Stop voting for Republicans. There's Silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: same same kind of thing. What do you think we should do? Well. Abolish the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> so, so and I you know. After i read a lot of his books. He had a he's. He, I I really do need to go and see him. And, oh, and in case we run out of time, I want to encourage people. I went to a seminar down in that area a few years ago, and it was it was about not, uh, being able to, to set up an operation for small homesteading and and uh, doing farm markets. It was really good. It was uh, near um, Culpeper, and it was Dakota. The Dakota Farm. They have a ranch. That they do all grass uh, pastured beef and also, if you're in the area and you finish with that and you're traveling Sunday, I would encourage people to go over there and see what you can see in his operation. And he had a bunch of people there. we we did poultry, we did uh, ruminants, we did. Uh, you know, yeah, he, he showed us the cows and various things. It was really good. I mean, I'm I, so I, there's a couple people in that area that are are doing things. Well, uh, look, yeah, uh, that,
0: that, you you could yeah. spend an entire week. Hell, you could spend a month. In that area in Virginia and below where Salatin is. So, uh, uh, Face Farms is in swoop. Uh, You can head down 81. You can do the Charlottesville Wine Trail. Go visit some of those awesome Virginia wineries growing the Viandier grape, my favorite, the Cobb Franc, and many others. Um, Then you can head a little uh, east towards Monticello and just below Monticello there's a state road I'm trying to think what route it is uh it has hundreds and hundreds of farms on it and you know, just these most one of the most beautiful drives you'll ever take on a state highway and it'll land you in orange Vir- Virginia which is where Montpelier is uh there's just so much to do in that area of Virginia you just never run out of things to do especially in the summertime
1: oh yeah they, they've got a, there's even a civil war trail if you want to take that that's well. right so that's like- right yeah, I've done that too. The, yeah, there was a time when, you know, say, twenty years ago, my wife and I were targeting Virginia as our place to retire, but Virginia has gone. That's why we're going to Tennessee. <laughs> and that may be, going, yeah, may Virginia. Be gone the gone. I mean, what, one nice advantage for you know, for people who are thinking, I'll, I'll put this out there for people who are thinking of you know say larger homesteading and having the ability to sell your excess for some income. One nice advantage that they have in that area where where Salatin is, where there's Dakota. Farms is and they've been and other people they're, they're showing us and they, they, you know they they can get access to the DC markets and all the rich people who think they're you know being cool to go to the market. Right. And he, the one guy who was cutting up chicken. He says, "Hey, said, I don't have many." I said, "Maybe a dozen, but I got people who give me twelve bucks a pound for chicken breast. So yeah, I'll, cu- I'll cut the chickens up for twelve bucks a pound. Now, I would cut the chickens up for twelve bucks a pound. I would do. five hundred. <laughs> he doesn't have five hundred people, but he always got a dozen people that come every week and buy chicken breast from him for twelve dollars a pound. So you're you're in an area." Where you have people with, you know, a certain mindset—some good, some bad—but also disposable income to do that kind of thing. You got to realize if you go out into a more isolated area, you're not—you know—you're not, you know, not going to have that ability. So you got to factor that kind of stuff in when you're when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do here. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, but but, you know, but it is nice, and you know, it's still a mature enough area, and you're not that far. You're, it's a beautiful area to go to, and you're 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 still far enough away—maybe not from the bomb, but at least from. The bomb. <laughs> well, you got to be at least 50 miles out, Mitterture. No, know, and and, be to and, well,
0: and-, and then you, if you're okay, so you want to, they're going to nuke DC. Uh, I don't, <laughs> my prediction is there's so much de- demonic activity and they're so preternatural there, they probably would survive a nuke and it would look like Fallout, uh, Fallout 3. Uh, but you got to remember, remember, you have major military installations on the Virginia coast. You got Little Creek, a Norfolk Naval Shipyard, you got Damneck, you got Oceana that's an Air Force base. Uh, they're going to take out the entire eastern seaboard from uh, Baltimore Harbor. All the way down, uh, I would imagine to Great Neck, just uh, just uh, north of the Virginia North Carolina border, because there's such a concentration of military there. If they were to bomb, so <laughs>
1: if you're anywhere near there, dude, you gone, you're done. Well, oh, I'm being a little tongue in cheek because actually some of the peninsulas, uh, the the two above, you know, but i like, but the you know, you got the three peninsulas on Virginia, you got with the Potomac. The Rappahannock, the York, and the James, and yes. those three peninsulas. Williamsburg's on the bottom one between the James and and the York. The upper one that's between the Potomac and the Rappahannock. I did a lot of there's a lot of wineries from the top to the bottom. We made we made nine of them in one day, and we made it home safely. Uh, but uh, a very underpopulated area, losing population because nobody wants to stay there. So, well, wait a minute, you're only like 40 miles from DC, but they just still don't have enough bridges or anything across it to make it viable for people to. Um, uh, commute, so it's still a very, very nice air.
0: And if they're smart, they'll never build the bridges.
1: <laughs> well, you know, well, that's what I was hoping, but I'm like, yeah, but it's still a little too close to Ground Zero. I mean, I know it's ridiculous to to think you would survive any of that, but yeah, it's still too close to these people. I got to go a little further away. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right, well, I, I'm really, I, I hope Mr. Massey comes to uh, Representative Madison comes to more, you know, in the future. I'm really disappointed not being able to see him. Anybody can go. I would really think he'd be a great speaker.
0: There's, uh, well, uh, you know, when he raises his, uh, he raises those cows that you're fond of, and then he takes them to slaughter, uh, he's pretty self-sufficient out on his place. I don't know how yeah. he's a member of the House of Representatives, and he runs that joint, because it's big.
1: Oh, well, he must have a lot of family help, I imagine, which is what I depend on a lot, too. My wife is not looking forward to the next few weekends slaughtering chickens, but that's well, well, uh, I'm not looking forward to it either. It's just you know, it just is. Yeah, but you're looking forward to eating it. <laughs> yes, and i just I, and I, while I was waiting for, to get to talk to you today, I just got a confirmation of, of another person who wants ten. So, depending on how much ces wants, maybe I've got half of them sold array, which is good because I got two batches that the re, heat really affected them, and I you know these two batches are basically coming in at the same time now. So I got like almost a hundred that I got to get rid of, but. Been a few weeks since I've had any, so people are like, Oh, I'll take ten, I'll take five, I'll take eight. Good, okay, keep the keep numbers coming, guys, because I got to get rid of these things. I can well, only have so much freezer space. <sighs>
0: uh, what, what does the pole need your chickens for? He's got his own.
1: Uh, he only has his for eggs.
0: He what he,
1: he only has his for eggs. He, oh, yeah. okay, all right, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. These are the meat to meat, meat i Well, plus, yeah, Mister we
0: Monday, have- please. i, I, Mister I remember- Monday. I, I store. I buy chicken for nine, nine six nine cents a pound.
1: <laughs> nah, the Paul is pretty good. He's been, and, he, and I think he's got some more friends that are starting to uh, want some birds as well. So that that's good. Just we just hatched almost a hundred quail, so that's good. And now I'm going to get ready to hatch more laying chickens since they're getting set up. We'll see.
0: Well, uh, have a great uh, great time with that this weekend, and. Hopefully next week, uh, Mister Cook will rejoin us, and we'll talk about uh, fall uh, prepping for the fall uh, for the fall in the southern areas where you can do it and where you can grow. Um, <clears throat> and it includes, according to Brian, most things that grow and you harvest in uh, the midsummer, June and July. You can also grow them and harvest them again in October. Uh, so, cause you know, it doesn't get, we don't get our first cold snap. It'll be at the earliest would be second, third week of October. That's the earliest. I can remember uh, Halloween's where it was 40 degrees. It was cold.
1: Uh, uh, I, I don't know what we got a new administration, global cooling's taken over. I'm not sure where you, what you're reading, but, uh, <laughs> Sure,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> true that. All right, right, Mr. Monday. Uh, thank you for today's Free Farm Friday. God, God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: And God bless everybody. And theoldfarmer.com, old farmer.com. If you want to come to see Sir Giles, we still have a few seats left. So uh, the poll I know would be very excited to hit his number of thirty.
0: All right, sounds good. The old
1: farmer. That's all right way- at uh, Proton Mail. The old farmer. The, the, the old farmer at
0: one. ProtonMail.com. All right, brother. Okay, sir. All right, we'll uh, see you next week.